This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to an impromptu Blood Red podcast. I'm Joe Rimmer and I'm joined by three fine gentlemen to react to Liverpool's Champions League draw, which has just taken place just over an hour ago. The Reds are in Group E with Napoli, Salzburg and Genk. And I'm joined by Theo Squires, Dan Kay and Ian Doyle to talk all about that draw. This isn't your, your main Blood Red. We're going to bring you that tomorrow after Jürgen Klopp's press conference ahead of Burnley. So um, this is just a, a little impromptu one. Um, and we'll start with you, Doyley. Are you happy with that draw? Am I happy about anything, Joe? Never. never. <laughs> I mean, if if you are a... It depends if you look at it this way. If you are a Liverpool footballer, you are reasonably happy with that. If you're the Liverpool manager, you're probably happy with that. If you're a Liverpool fan, you're probably two-thirds happy with that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll come to in a bit. Yeah. Uh, overall, it's, it's, it's... There are... If you are going away and you're doing the trips, Salzburg and Genk are two new places for Liverpool fans to go to. They've never played... Either those two in competitive games, Belgium and Austria, both nice countries to pop along to. Uh, there's also Napoli, which, I mean, I went in 2010 uh, and it got a bit lively the day before the game. It's a bit, bit of a moody place for to say Naples on match day, if you're an away fan anyway. And I know it got a little bit moody last year when Liverpool went there with uh, some fans, some of the media. In fact, got uh, some people had one or two words with them, shall we say, uh, the night before the game. So in that respect, that's not particularly great. But... On the field, you know, Liverpool and Napoli, this will be the fifth and sixth time they've played each other in the past uh, 12, 13 months, not just the Champions League last year. You had the, the two friendlies, the one where Liverpool won in Dublin last year and I was up there in uh, at Edinburgh in uh, July, towards the end of July where they, uh, they lost 3-0 and that was a, wasn't that was like the, the, the low point of, of the summer. for and, and obviously Liverpool recovered from that and you can't read too much into that. But overall, I think Liverpool would have to be strong favourites to go through, probably with Napoli. Dan, you... Um you're a regular on away days. Are you, are you happy with that? <clears throat> I'm happy with those uh, trips. Semi regular. Um, the, uh, the plum draws. The ones I really kind of had my eye on. I was really hoping for was the likes of Benfica, Ajax, Olympiacos. Um, as Doyle said, I think uh, Belgium and Austria are two places that Liverpool haven't played an awful lot of games, and they're reasonably easy to get to in terms of the middle of Europe. So obviously. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You're not just looking at flights there. There's there's Euro Tunnel and, and so on. The one slight drawback, and obviously, well, we should know within the next couple of hours, dates and stuff. The the pretty small ground, I believe. The yeah. the, the 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 capacity of Genk runs about twenty twenty one thousand twenty one thousand five hundred for the <clears> way for Salzburg's thirty one thousand. Yeah. So um, allocations are likely to be skimpy. Um, and I think t- <laughs> <laughs> t- that's a word we've never heard yeah. before on this podcast. <laughs> And and tickets are very much likely to be at a premium, so it, it's certainly not going to be the easiest ones to get to. But I'm not giving up hope. Yes, I mean I, I mentioned earlier on, the, even though it's not something in general I particularly like as a football fan, the selfish part of me hopes that either one or both of Genk and Salzburg might move the game to bigger grounds, which would then lead to bigger allocations. But chatting to Doyle and a couple of others, that seems unlikely. But crucial element, I suppose, on the pitch is. Um, I think, as Doyle said, uh, Jurgen Klopp and, and the players and the squad, I think, will be reasonably satisfied. Um, when you look at some of the groups, I think Tottenham have got a particularly testing group. Um, it's, you know, and, and obviously, in particularly in light of the fact in terms of Liverpool wanting to start the league campaign well and really put pressure on Manchester City, we, we know that the margin for error is so slim 
you can hardly barely afford to drop a point. Um, it may help us a little in that regard. I think the only thing to watch out for is complacency. I was listening to, I think, the, the excellent latest Alain de Rouge podcast earlier on today, and uh, John Nicholson was making the point that he was, at, when they were discussing who they'd like in the draw, mm-hmm. he was actually saying, I actually prefer to get some of the bigger teams because sometimes he, he mentioned, I think, you know, the likes of Debrechen and Luda Goretz, t- you know, times where we've had what look like fairly weak groups. Sometimes you can take your eye off the ball a little bit. Now, you know, this is a completely different Liverpool. I, I don't think that's really likely to happen. But um, yeah, it'll be. I, th- I think Napoli in particular will be. There'll be there'll be quite a bit of an edge to those games because obviously Liverpool qualified at Napoli's expense mm-hmm. in December by virtue of that fantastic save from Allison. Um, so it'll be interesting to see just exactly when those games are played uh, when the dates are released um, fairly shortly. Liverpool are top seeds going into this draw. Uh, it's a damn sight easier than last year when it was Napoli, PSG, and Red Star. Um, you've got to be you've got to be very confident going into this one, can't you? Yeah, definitely. I think most fans the board of Napoli, aren't they? But at the same time, Liverpool have shown before that they can beat them. Um, it's an ageing Napoli side. They lost Hamsik, was it last January? Mm-hmm. So they're not as strong as they were last season. You've got to fancy your chances there. And when you think um, Liverpool had slip ups on the road before, like losing in Belgrade. Well, Austria and Belgium, they're not as intimidating as that sort of ground, especially when it's not the size of those places. Mm-hmm. And you can't really name many star players in either teams. And I suppose that could be a positive or a negative. It's like you could take them for granted. But then it's just teams who are enjoying being in the group stages. Like I think we were just looking, Genk haven't been in the group stages since like 2012. Uh, so they're going to be up for the challenge of coming to Anfield, but it's for them just enjoying the day out. It's not going to be where you'd expect to see an upset. Doyle, you said fans would be two-thirds happy. Mm. Could you argue that Jürgen Klopp would be two-thirds happy as well? I mean, Napoli, are they perhaps one of the most underrated teams in the hat? I don't think they're underrated. I mean, they're in pot two. So, and, and as Liverpool know better than anybody, they can be a really tough, tough ass to face. Uh, certainly a competitive match. I think just mentioning about the stadiums going to, you know, maybe Red Star isn't going to be as intimidating. Uh, sorry, uh, Salzburg and Genk isn't going to be as intimidating as Red Star. But you've got to bear in mind that for... For the, the their their teams and their fans, they'll have been waiting years for this. Yeah. I mean, Salzburg in particular. I think we've somebody else pointed out that the reason Salzburg qualified automatically is because Liverpool and Tottenham got to the final and also qualified already through the top four, and it meant that the whoever would have won it, their space was going to go to the next team in the coefficients. That just happened to be Salzburg. And the previous thirteen years, they tried to qualify through the the playoffs or the previous thirteen times they've tried to, and they've, they've, they've failed. So for them, they're made up, mm-hmm. and I think. Liverpool go into the likes of Austria, and I know it's not the same country, but Switzerland, I get those two, not mixed up, but I always t- put the two together and Liverpool haven't had particularly great memories of, of, of that kind of region. I think the last time they played in, I know it's... Like you it, can't just I go, know, I can't, I'll I just put them together, no, they've but, got but, bad but memories. But the point is, is, the point is, they're teams that perhaps Liverpool are looking at, fans are looking at and going, they're perhaps not as big as the others, and that's where in the past that they have slipped up at. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, particularly. yeah. That's yeah. The, that's what I was thinking of. And even when they went to Belgium, I, I, I think the last time they may have been to Belgium was Liège in a in a qualifying yeah, yeah. two thousand eight nine, and that was nil nil over there. I think I think Fellaini won a penalty. Oh, did he? Something I think Vitzel missed the penalty. Rainer saved it. It was nil nil, and then it last, last minute of extra time. time. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, obviously that was a two legged affair. So these games are obviously going to be slightly different. But the point is, is that for Genk, for Salzburg, for those grounds. The fact that they are a bit smaller will help them because it'll be a lot more intimate. They'll have been apt. And and also, Liverpool, 
the European champions come into town. It's a massive deal for them. And I think the experience that Liverpool had with Red Star last year, I think in terms of team selection, the squads, in terms of players actually being available, we don't know you know, he'll be available then, but I can't see Jurgen Klopp doing some of the changes that he did in Red Star last year. OK, Dan, let's have a closer look at Salzburg then. We, we've spoken a lot about Napoli this year and, and last year, so closer look at them. I've, I've noted down a few bits and pieces here. Good, because all I know is Mozart, <laughs> all I know about Salzburg is it's the home of Mozart and the Sasha Tort chocolate tart's supposed to be incredible. Well, uh, Carry on. I think there's a subject <laughs> that, that is that you will speak well on here. So, first of all, six consecutive titles. They're, they're very successful in, in Austria. Um, they've never been out the group stage. Um, I wowed you with that fact before that Alf Inge Haaland, his son plays Roy for Roy Keane's mate. Roy Keane's mate, yeah. He scored 10 goals in six games so far this season mm-hmm. for them. Not bad. Not bad record. He's 19. And uh, Sadio Mane and Nabi Keita used to play for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I actually want to talk about is that they were reformed or rebranded, if you like, in 2005 as a Red Bull side, um, along with Leipzig and New York Red Bull. Um, caused a lot of problems there. I, I just wondered what you would think as a fan about going to a side like that. It's the first time Liverpool will have taken on a team, a mm. Red Bull team, isn't it? Well, it, and it's interesting, it's not quite the same thing, but we, we were having a little chat just earlier this afternoon about the League Cup draw, mm-hmm. and Liverpool have been a draw, a draw away to, Mil- to Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes Dons and I was basically telling you that you don't need to worry about getting a swap that evening because I've got no intention of going now part of it is because yeah, Milton Keynes isn't particularly the most attractive place to visit but also as well there's a part not quite Salzburg is it (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't imagine so but also there's, there's something that doesn't quite sit right about this kind of artificial type of club um Obviously, there's been a lot spoken about the, the football league and lower league football, and you know the state of the football pyramid. In in uh, particularly this week, obviously with the sad demise of um, Berry, and obviously the, the the very late escape for Bolton Wanderers. And uh, I saw somebody making the point that we, I think it was it last last season that MK Don drew the original Wimbledon, um, and the the original Dons understandably aren't particularly impressed with MK and refuse to refer to them as with the Dons title and the EFL wall over them like a rash and a few people have made the point well you're, you're quick to come on them like a ton of bricks but you're not particularly keen in doing due process and actually scrutinising the people that are buying into these clubs and will potentially have people's livelihoods and communities' dreams at their fingertips and um, so I wouldn't say it's it's as you know as a I suppose I'd call myself a, a, a traditional type of football fan in my early 40s. It's not ever the kind of thing that that's going to make your heart sing with joy, this kind of, you know, clubs basically being funded by a business. But this is football in 2019, and I've kind of... I've had to kind of almost have a word for myself sometimes, and that, you know, it's all very well having these principles. Well, if you're so against it, just sack the whole thing off. Once you kind of buy into modern football... I think maybe these are just the kind of things that you have to accept. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. At least they've been a bit honest with it. Because you like you yeah. look at the likes of Manchester well, City and Paris Saint-Germain who've been overtaken quite over by well said. various people. You could, you could argue, you know, states mm. in a way. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, at least RB. I mean, they're not called RB Salzburg anymore, are they? No, I think they are. Isn't it, isn't oh, it, no, Red no, it's Red Bull. It's Red, Red Bull. Bull. It's Red Bull Salzburg, yeah. isn't it? That's right. And it's Leipzig that RB aren't anymore. Leipzig, in that's right. German rules, you're not allowed to. That's right. Yeah. To have the Doesn't Gerard Hule have some kind of time with one of the teams? 
Isn't, isn't that I think that's, I think that's Salzburg. Salzburg that's with the whole Mane thing, isn't it? Where he's, didn't he spot yeah. him? Yeah, that seems to ring a bell. Didn't he spot Cater? Was Cater was oh, playing was the Cater, yeah. division in France? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're an interesting team. I mean, they are. You, you've written a little bit about the reunions that Liverpool could face. Um, Mane and Cater, as we've mentioned, both both spotted by them. They seem to be a, a good side at bringing through young players, don't they? Yeah, it's one of those when you're in European football, um, you go to Salzburg and then you go to Leipzig. Mane completely missed that step because he was that good and got his move to Southampton. But with um, them being the dominant side in Austria, they both won trophies whilst they were there. Mane got a League and Cup double. Uh, Cater got two League and Cup doubles. So they'll both get warm receptions going back. And they both scored a lot of goals. And that's something you're going to have to be wary of. But with Salzburg, um, they did lose their star man in the summer. I'm not sure if fans will remember, but Liverpool linked with the striker De Boer back in January. Um, there was like stories about um, whether they'd go through because of a clash with Salah or something like that. But he's gone to Seville. Mm-hmm. So obviously no links came there. And I'm not sure if they've got a big name to replace him as such. So that'd be slightly easier for Liverpool, you'd think, when any team loses their star striker. Well, Genk are also known for bringing through young players. They brought through uh, Divock Origi, uh, Benteke, Courtois, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And that, to be honest, the list goes on and on. Um, so does that underline that these types of teams like Salzburg and, and Genk, they could be pot- a t- potential banana skin because they might have players that perhaps we don't know all about who are, who are quite talented? Well, we saw it with Ajax last year going all the way to the semi-finals. That these, every so often the teams do get a great generation of talents that come through. And Genk have come from almost nowhere in the last few years to dominate Belgian football. Like I think last year they won the league at an absolute canter. Uh, the star player, Trossard, he's just joined Brighton, lost um, Mulanowski. I'm not sure if I said that right. He's gone to Italy. Um, but they've kept the star striker, uh, Sam Boata. I think he's uh, an African striker, Tanzanian. He's got like 30 goals. So, Do you know this? All, you've been, surely you've been doing some research. There's no way, no way you know this <laughs> off the top of your head. Is now it? that Bolton haven't been playing games. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> really yeah. Some of it I do know off the top of my head, some I don't. But that's only because like video games and stuff. It's not as though I'm okay. well, picking a up massive on, expert. Okay. Well, what do you, <laughs> Donnie, what say, do you think of games? Picking up on... Well, the point is, is that no, I don't know. But... What I was mentioning before about the fans being up for it because Liverpool are in town. The players will be. Definitely, the players yeah, will be massively. up for it. And uh, Liverpool, Liverpool is, yeah, Liverpool is it's a massive deal for these players. It's like it, it could be if they like gank out these youngsters coming through. It's a massive shot window for them. So they'll Absolutely. be desperate to. So basically, this what was we thought was a good draw has suddenly become a nightmare draw. <laughs> but I've actually got some. You're going to go away and write that. <laughs> I've got some genuine insight on this gank squad as well. Uh, they've got a very big name in the squad who they've signed this summer. I managed to watch uh, at the under 21 Euros, Hadji Jr. Well, tell us all about him. Got a, Who? Had you the floor is yours. Georgie Hadji son plays for him. You should have said that from the start. <laughs> you you kept um, that one. He's had a spell like and Fiorentina didn't really do it, so I think he went back to Romania or something. Um, and now he's got not a big move, but he's gone to um, Genk. And he was very good at the Euros. Him and Puskas, the striker up front, who fans might know who's joined Reading, was doing quite well so far this season. They were the stars of the tournament for them. Romania shot quite a few teams. They went to the semi-finals. Very unlucky to get knocked out by Germany. And it's what you'd expect from the Hadji name. Talented with both feet, great passing him, skillful, got a good dribble. Uh, he's probably going to be the man to watch out for. I think he's gone his debut for them, so he's already making an impact. But Bowen Idol. <laughs> That's what Hadji was like. Great player, but lazy. Didn't he nearly sign for Everton? Oh, didn't they all nearly <laughs> sign for Everton? <laughs> Theo, well, seeing as the floor is yours, tell us about <laughs> Salisbury squad, because I've got no idea. <laughs> I only recognise one name, and that's... Uh, the veteran midfielder Djonkovic, something like that. He was with Ferdinand Bremen for six years. 
Yes. Let me just just dead casual. I only recognise the one yeah. name, and then given us his. But Austria, have, they have a few decent players over here. So like you think of Albert and Arnautovic. He's another one. He's just been midfield, um, getting a load of assists and stuff. And now going back towards the latter years of his career, he's come back to Austria. Yeah, we didn't need to be on this podcast, Theo. You just tell, told us all about it. I'll just do a European show. Yeah, like nice. our own Marcotti, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> not quite as glamorous as it. Italian football, we'll go Austrian. Well, he said it's it's more picturesque. And it's, got and it's as well. And it's got if you want that thrown in there. It's got better cakes as well. Mm. Very good, very good. Well, and we're gonna let's have a look at the other groups then, um, and see what it means for some of Liverpool's rivals. Man City have got a bye. They've got um, <laughs> <laughs> essentially Shakhtar. Can't believe they've uh, got Rotherham again. But they, yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I, I don't think Liverpool can can complain about no. their group. But Shakhtar Donetsk, not an easy trip. All the way to Ukraine. They've got to cover did, about nearly 8,000 miles, haven't they? Nearly twice year. as far as Liverpool. Yeah, that's the thing. They could have more of an impact on their actual Premier League coach than anything else. Yeah. Dynamo Zagreb and, and Atalanta. Atalanta, Everton. They're playing at San Siro, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Atalanta are actually decent. Battered, They're I decent. They're better than, what was it, 5-1? I could listen. Got Martin three, Skirtle. Is it three he loves nil? a game against three Man City. 3-0 there, yeah. Three nil there, yeah. Martin Skirtle, yeah. Um, okay. Well, see, that's Theo's... His finger is on the European pulse. <laughs> it's a shame after October 31st we won't be able to go anywhere, so... A little bit of politics. <laughs> <there too. laughs> yeah, let's not let's not start Brexit, Eddie and Doyle. Excuse um, me, we we we've we cleared this up on a previous pod, I'm and you are right. the Brexit man of our I've sports certainly, desk. Certainly not. You certainly are. Right, yes. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> let's talk about Tottenham's group. They're in Group B, um, and they've got I think they've got a fairly difficult group because they've got Bayern. Mm. Um, they've got Olympiacos and then they've got Red Star and we know Red Star can be quite yeah, a tough Tot- away game Tottenham will walk second place there yeah, well I, I think they would get second place but I don't think it would be any they've been a bit a rubbish walk. this calendar year and, uh, they have yeah and That's Olympiacos always a tough place to go always a good atmosphere just seems to be something rumbling I, I read a good, a good article in the, in the Times the other day uh, uh, you know Pochettino and the ownership and the management and, and I think brilliantly slightly off topic a massive game the North London derby at the weekend I think if they get if they get turned over at the Emirates I think I think Tottenham might have a, might have a tricky season this season mm-hmm. interesting there you go, there you go. and uh, Chelsea um, another difficult group that's uh, easy for them easy Ajax Ajax have had all the best players have gone all the best players have gone not all of them uh, but most Valencia. of them but, this is a, this is a, but you can say the same about Chelsea couldn't you the best players left, yeah. and they're, they're and a very young, you very could, young team. You could, but that would be a good point. And I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> but Valencia had a very good season last season, and uh, and Lille, so no, no easy group for them. So uh, Lille have lost the best player as well. Yeah, Nicolas yeah. Pepe. Yeah. Have we ever done anything on him? Should Liverpool have gone in for him? Do you think? Yeah, Were they linked with him at all? I don't know. Kept it very quiet. Yeah. Um, group F is probably your, your group of death there. Um, Barcelona, Dortmund, Inter, and then Slavia Prague. Spare a thought for Slavia Prague. Yeah, they're great giants in that group, aren't they, yeah, Prague? Yeah. Don't want to Prague's go a lovely city, though. I, was I mean, I, I, I'm envious of all of, those, all of the fans in all of those. To be honest, I went, I went to Prague a couple of years ago. Thought it was a bit boring. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need to open your mind. No, my, this is my mind's open. Brexit head my mind's open. <laughs> Budapest, Budapest, brilliant city. Budapest is great. Just town, this contains the travel show. Can the Budapest great city? Where is Genk? Where is Genk? Yeah, it's, it's quite near it's, the Dutch border. It's, it's near to Maastricht. I've been to Maastricht. Got a very wide river. North of very wide river. Yeah, yeah. Belgium's very nice. I've never been to Belgium. Really? Quite keen to go. No, it's really Go to Bruges if you can. Bruges is nice. Simon Mingle knows. Have they got bars with the show Champions League matches? <laughs> I guess that's probably well ahead of watching it anyway. Talking like. of Bruges, well, that, that brings us on nicely to Group A. With Simon um, Mignolet. Simon Mignolet faces Real Madrid, Paris Saint Germain, and Galatasaray. 
You might not keep many clean sheets there, might you? <laughs> you say that, but he'll be the one who knocks Real Madrid out. That'd be good, good for him. But he didn't have the chance to play in the final last year. And, and the group I don't think anyone's really thinking about is Group G, which is Zenit, Benfica, Leon, and Leipzig. Otherwise known as the Portuguese group, because normally it'd be Porto through and they would get some ridiculously easy opponents. But So that's Liverpool's round of 16 or quarterfinal opponents from that one. I'd well, made up if it's Benfica. Yeah, Benfica, Benfica Lisbon's great. Is it? Benfica is great, yeah. No, sorry, sorry yeah. well, you're you confusing me with the round 16. You're just saying because they're, they're Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, and they'll that's get right. through, and they'll get through. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. okay. And well, they'll get through. That's great. And that is, uh, I'm sure everyone at home has learned a lot through the past. <laughs> <laughs> Prague, Prague's a bit boring. Yeah, you know no, it's not. About... Prague's great. You're, you, know, you need to... No, actually, Next Prague, week's nice guest is due the Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your European recommendation before we go? Dan? Recommendation in terms yeah. of... Go on, one city that you everyone... Underrated, though, I don't want to hear, like, don't say Barcelona because everyone. No, um, I would throw Marseille out there. I think, yeah, Marseille. I, 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 ten or eleven years ago, we played them in the first group stage game. Uh, Gerard scored twice, and we had a fantastic trip down there. One night in Nice, one night in Marseille. Mid September, fabulous weather. Moulfrites, Van Rouge, Allez Le Rouge. I went, to, <laughs> I, I went to Marseille twice and wasn't massively keen on it, to be fair. Oh, I, I, I really. Toulouse. The south, Toulouse. Of, south Toulouse of France is really nice. Toulouse is nice. Yeah, Toulouse is nice. Yeah. They are, I'm going Baku. Somewhere Baku. no one else has been. I went yeah. for the F1. It was a really nice nice mixture in the city of like really historical ruins and then really Not parts. Europe, that, though, is it really? Counts as Europe. It's half in China. I just said Budapest. Didn't Budapest. I? I mean, that's, 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 that's not exactly off the beaten track, is it? Well, no, but neither's Marseille. Quite... Marseille's a fairly big place. It wouldn't, wouldn't say it's a tourist. Neither's Prague. Destin- it wouldn't say it's a tourist. When we ever said Prague, did we? Well, what, was, what was your one? Just Toulouse. Toulouse. Oh, okay. Some stone um, Toulouse there. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of places. Lafayette, La like Riga. Riga was good. Yeah. I've been to um, Kaunas in Lithuania. That was nice. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Jamie Carragher was that, was that, that when... Yeah. Um, is that the yeah? The, yeah, that's what yeah. Carragher's okay. good, yeah. Is that all? yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's a nice little way to end ending this podcast because we didn't really have much else to talk about. <laughs> so you, you've you've got our travel recommendations. Uh, if you want any more, just send us a tweet. Yeah, a few places. I like France as well. That's nice a country, country. <laughs> a full country. Yeah. yeah, many nice places there. Right, we'll just leave it there. We'll be back tomorrow um, when we will preview Burnley. Um, not quite the same, is it? No, it's no, not, not quite no, the same. That's not a travel recommendation. There's some suggestion that might be Brexit as well. Yeah. Right, well, we will, we will, we will leave it there. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.